0: there's something inside me I have to honor I wasn't leaving to go to another company to work full-time I didn't want to leave my full-time position I loved it but I had to honor this and having that real genuine raw exchange that still was super professional but it wasn't like I have all the answers because we don't I think just having that honest conversation was absolutely incredible
1: Hello and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast and today I have the sheer honor of interviewing one of my dear friends, a woman that has quickly become someone who I just absolutely adore. Stacey Lindsay and I met at an event in 2019 called Unfair Advantage, which was all about how to build relationships with the media. And Stacy and I quickly fell into each other's energies. And you know when you meet those people where you feel like you've known them forever? That is exactly how I feel about this woman. And in this conversation, Stacey and I talk about what it looks like when you walk away from a prestigious career and really lean into your intuition and step into the thing that you know you are meant to do. So it's all about creating a whole new identity. And I know so many of us can really relate where maybe you feel like so much of who you are and your identity is tied to a job or a career or a title. And although it looks really great on paper, you just don't feel fully aligned. So Stacy and I talk all about what that looks like, and leaning into your gifts and giving yourself massive permission to create a new identity. Stacy shares a couple of stories about how she felt in her body day to day and started to notice what felt good and what didn't, and really how discomfort, triggers, and jealousy provided her all the major information she needed to take bold action and walk away from a position at Goop Magazine and start her own company. Stacey Lindsay is a multimedia journalist, editorial consultant, writer, and speaker. A passionate and vocal advocate for women's rights and gender equality, Stacey has extensively covered the topics of workplace health and morale. Civic engagement, financial well being, and career empowerment. She recently co launched The Conscious Investor, which is a weekly digital magazine that uncovers the world of impact investing, philanthropy, and social and environmental impact work. She is the formal editorial director. She is the editorial director for the Ayurvedic wellness site, UMA Elements, and is a former contributing editor at Goop, where she previously held the position of articles editor. While at Goop, Stacy founded new editorial franchises, including The Game Changers and Social Samaritan Columns. She is a formerly an evening news anchor and reporter for CBS and Fox, where she reported on the veterans' healthcare crisis, the disappearance of small-town America, and the state of health insurance in the U.S., Stacey grew up South of Boston and earned her BA in film and media studies from Emerson college and her MA in journalism from university of Colorado at Boulder. And make sure you stick around until the end, because Stacey shares something super personal about her struggle with developing an eating disorder in her early thirties and how that has actually helped her to take a step back and focus on her physical well-being and find gratitude in every single day. Let's dive in. Welcome back guys to another episode of the Boldly Courageous podcast and today I have such an amazing woman who is quickly becoming a great friend her name is Stacy Lindsay and she is just what I love the most about you Stacy is you're just your genuine like pure love energy. The moment I met you, we met at an event called Unfair Advantage. And I just knew right away, like your heart, you lead with your heart. Like I can feel that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's clear in everything that you do. You're super passionate about sharing women's stories. So I knew I had to have you as a guest on the podcast so that people could hear your story. So thank you so much for being here.
0: And I remember your smile. I've said it so many times. I remember when I met you and it was your smile is, and it was at the time it was so infectious. I mean, it was a sea of people and I just, Mm -hmm. I felt your energy as soon as you walked up to me. So
1: thank you. I received that. Thank you. So I start the podcast the same way with the same question. What
0: is one boldly
1: courageous thing you've done lately?
0: Woo. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wild Cause I just did it. I'm I so excited. I have, I was, um, con- I was the articles editor at goop.com for three solid years. And just, I just made the decision to be a contributing editor to change my position there. Goop is the most incredible, amazing, bold platform. And the past three years have been the best. I mean, a huge learning experience and meeting so many amazing people. I and one thing it taught me was to really sort of lean into my intuition. And I've had this intuition for for a little while now of that there's, there's other things that I want to be really honoring and sort of um, unpacking. And in order for to allow myself the chance to do that, I had to shift away from full time being full time there and start to honor sort of my own schedule. So I just made that leap. Mm. Now I'm on my own. I'm a, back again, a freelance journalist and... I'm scared. I'm excited. I'm challenged. I'm so incredibly grateful, but yeah, it's been bold. (laughs) Yeah. That's a
1: bold move. I love that. This is just divine timing, right? We were chatting beforehand and we're like, the name of the podcast is Boldly Courageous. It's so perfect, right? So you said that you had had this intuitive knowing or your intuition was telling you. So I would love to know what did that feel like for you? Because I know it's different for everybody. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that have similar experiences, but they're stuck in fear and they're afraid. So I would love to know one: what did that feel like for you from an intuition standpoint? And two: what was the catalyst for you to actually
0: take that big jump? Yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about this. I would have to say there were probably two main things that really stood out while I was going. Well, I was really honoring this and, and sort of deciding to make this big decision. The first one was I was noticing where, and I think this goes for any any job, any role that you have, and this really can relate, this extends to anybody, is really noticing how I felt day-to-day, hour-to-hour, even minute-to-minute while I was with it, within my working hours and actually even after the working hours. What lifted me up? Where did I feel good? What made me tired in a really positive way, like that kind of good feeling you get after you worked out? And then also what left me feeling depleted and sort of you know, like my skin didn't really feel good, or my body didn't really feel good. I started to really pay attention to that, and over the past year in particular, I noticed I would be in certain situations where I would feel awesome, just so invigorated, and right where my my, my feet were planted on the ground, like I knew that's where I was supposed to be. And then there are other times where I just didn't feel as good. And it and for Goop as an editor, I'm doing a lot of I was doing a lot of writing, a lot of top editing, and it kind of depended, the stories really varied. And there were certain stories I noticed when I was doing stories about women, female entrepreneurs, I just, oh, there's a doggy. I just felt so alive, so alive. And then when I was doing other stories about other topics, I just didn't feel as good. Um, so that was one thing, just paying attention to those signs and then just seeing like, there's major information there. Yeah. Another really interesting thing, this was, this was harder, is I noticed there was, I was feeling discomfort. And I was feeling a little, I was triggered a lot. And Mm -hmm. it was probably the the year, but probably more six months leading up to my change. And it was, I didn't like it. I noticed I was sort of agitated. Sometimes people who I really value and and love triggered me too. I Mm -hmm. was feeling jealous sometimes or anxious. Then I started to lean into that and not really get upset by it, but think, okay, there's major information here. What is going on here? And I noticed that I was seeing a lot of times when I was triggered that maybe by a particular woman, let's say she was, she was doing something that I wanted to be doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. And I real I realized, wow, you know, I'm feeling this. Because I actually want to be the one who's being bold, who's standing up, who's talking about, you know, her endeavor and, and her, her platform or whatnot. And mm-hmm. so I started really listening to that envy, that jealousy, that whatever that triggered emotion was, and, yeah. and actually started writing it down too, and just seeing all these pieces were kind of coming together. And I was realizing there's something there that I need mm. to need to honor. So This is so good because you just were becoming more aware.
1: It really is not, awareness is the key to everything. I talk about this all the time. And I feel like we sometimes label things as good or bad or like the feeling of being jealous or even noticing passive aggressive tendencies. We we can feel it. We're just like agitated and we judge ourselves for it and think that we're being Mean or we're wrong for feeling that, but it's feedback that you know. I think jealousy is a really beautiful thing when it's, um, yeah. I think the emotion itself is really beautiful, it's how we handle it that we get to, you yes. know, obviously learn from. But, um, I think it's like you, your soul was recognizing the thing that you were meant to do in somebody else, and it's like having FOMO, you know, this fear yeah. of missing out on your destiny as you watch another woman go and crush it. And you're happy for her genuinely, but you're also, there's like this like jealousy and we can sometimes judge ourselves for it. But what you're saying is so beautiful because you use it as a tool to really look inward and say, okay, well, what am I not,
0: where am I not honoring myself? Where am I out of alignment? That's so beautiful. We're just surrounded by information constantly that you use the word feedback. We're surrounded by it. And I think being generous with ourselves, taking a beat just to know that, okay, we're, we're okay where we are right now. Mm -hmm. And let's just, let's just start listening to that. Like what's yeah. going on? there's a lot of information there. Okay. So you got
1: clear that what you were doing, you were feeling called some ways, some things felt really out of alignment. Then what did you do with that information? How did you make the decision to make this big change? Well, I'm yes. sure there was a lot of fear that came up and uncertainty Gosh. and all the things, you know, <laughs> we talk a lot about money and
0: abundance and you're in a relationship. So I want to, how did you navigate through all that? I started, I, so as I was saying, one thing that was really helpful for me, some people may call it journaling and I am really pro journaling. I think that's really helpful. And I also love making lists. I love making lists just about anything. It's, mm-hmm. They can be the most seemingly banal thing. And when I make a list for myself, it's just sort of the puzzle just kind of unveils. It just comes together. Mm-hmm. The Answer unveils itself. So I started actually making lists of my fears I started making lists of things that I thought, oh gosh, if I did take a leap, what would technically, what could maybe go wrong or what's in my head? I started making lists of all the people that I know and all the, all the major relationships that I've made over the past few years and relationships that I really felt strongly that I could continue to honor after, after my position. Because one thing, Alyssa, that, and I'm wondering if you felt this, I'm wondering, I've, I've talked to other women, particularly women who have felt this way, is that my identity I wanted to get my identity back. My identity was stuck to this amazing platform and, and, and that's happened prior to coop too, wherever other places I was working. And, and so I, I, really, I started making lists of just relationships that I felt like people that felt like really see me for me. Um, and those lists, lists, just they were really cathartic and that just helped. I think now looking back more than I realized they, mm-hmm. they really helped me kind of push this whole um process forward and then i took some time it was actually end of last year right before the holiday break And I knew I am going to actually pencil it in my journal, in my um, calendar that I am going to take three days to just think, to obsess over this change, to think about it, to cry over it, to laugh about it, get excited about it. That was such a gift too, because it was after those few days that I made the decision, this is, this is absolutely something that, that I have to do. And then when it came time to actually making the change, I had the most beautiful, honest, raw conversation because the other thing too, is I feel so much of, of. Career stuff, money stuff, any of this stuff—we think of it in binary terms. It's this or that. You're either yes, you know, or this or that. Fully employed, that. or you're not, mm-hmm. or you're successful, or you're not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all fluid. It's all you know, expansive, and it's all unique to each of us. And so it was really cool because I had a conversation with my colleagues and uh, my boss, and said, "There's just this." there's something inside me. I have to honor. I wasn't leaving to go to another company to work full-time. I didn't want to leave my full-time position. I loved it, but I had to honor this and having that real genuine raw exchange that still was super professional, but it wasn't like, I have all the answers because we don't. I think just having that honest conversation was absolutely incredible. And then, and it really, it created this beautiful kind of extension um, and new chapter, I think, for my relationship with Goop that where I've done so much incredible work and I'm going to be continuing, you know, as a continuing as a contributor. And it just, that opened up my world. But after that conversation of just being so honest and raw, it was, it was the best. And then continuing to have honest, raw conversations after that, nothing Mm. you can't lose from that.
1: You know, everything we want is on the other side of a difficult conversation. Right. I learned that the more, challenges i'm faced the more expansive my life becomes it's a mantra i've, I've adapted you know um, and, and it's so beautiful the way that you you shared this because it sounds like you really gave yourself permission to explore the worst case scenario and i think sometimes i was having literally this conversation yesterday with a girlfriend of mine who was working through something and she was sitting in a lot of fear because of uncertainty it was like she was afraid to look under the bed and really see what was there. And I think sometimes we get wrapped up in fear around the unknown of the uncertainty. And we think the worst case scenario, but when you really start to peel back the layers nine times out of 10, you're actually already in the worst case scenario. Like you're actually living in it. And then it's like, Oh, wait a second. I can change this. I have the option to change this and it doesn't have to look this way. It can actually look a completely different way. And I I think it's so beautiful that you gave yourself the space to number one, work through that, but then commit to allowing the feelings and ride the wave of emotions and really allowing that to come through. Because I think, you know, we see people that do this thing called spiritual bypass, where they have like a, a, a experience or a feeling that comes up and they think, oh, I just need to like mantra my way out of this. And I just need to get into gratitude and shift the energy, but that doesn't always work if you're not actually honoring the reason why you're feeling the feels and then moving through that. So it's so beautiful that
0: that you did that. I agree. And that's part of the human experience too. We're not always going to be great. We're a million different things. And it's just about honoring that. too. You know, we're so used to saying, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm a million freaking things. (laughs) Uh That is something that I've
1: definitely I've been setting some more uh, like intentions around when people ask me, how are you to really pause and discern how genuine I want to be when I answer that question. And I think part of it, too, is if I'm not okay, how do I frame that I'm not? and then also not make it the other person's responsibility to want to dive into that conversation a little bit easier. Also, the thing that I've been working a lot on is accepting compliments without having to explain them. Somebody said to me the other day, I did an Instagram story and they were like, you're glowing. And I was like, oh, thanks. It's the filter. And I'm like, why do I have to explain myself?
0: Why can't I just say, thank you. I received that. It's hard. I know. But beautiful when you can't because I understand that too mm-hmm. I don't know why it's hard why I don't know. It? but we're changing that
1: <laughs> and I want to touch on what you said around uh, because I think this is important and I think a lot of people feel this your um title and basically like I feel like when we're in a corporate job and we're thinking about transitioning out I remember this I didn't have a choice when I transitioned out of my corporate job I was let go and I remember feeling like I didn't have an identity because I had tied so much of my identity to this one thing. And it felt really scary to think about something different because at the time I didn't know what was possible. Like you were saying this or that, but it can actually be this and that. Mm -hmm. So I would love to know like what that's been like for you as, as you feel like, okay, I'm known as this one thing. How do I open up the possibility to be known
0: as something different or greater or this and that? I think it starts, it's, it's going to sound cliche, but I think it, it starts and ends with us too. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed when I have really been deep in it, um, two mm-hmm. really good examples of, of identifying or feeling that my identi- identity was attached to my job, this, this my full-time role um, that I just left. And then also before that, when I was a news anchor and reporter, and it was, you're kind of a mini celebrity when you do that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's your world too. And that's a really consuming job. And those were, there were times where up and down, I really struggled with it. But then I, what I've learned over the past few years is that it started and ended with me because I was actually identifying myself that way. Yes.
1: Mm.
0: And so I was putting that energy out into the universe. And, you know, what is this saying? You teach people how to treat you. I think you teach people how to respond to you. I think you teach people anything to do with you, you teach others. Mm. And, and so I was finding, I was obsessing over that. I was identifying myself. I was putting that worth on, you know, Equating my value to that. And once you change that, then it, it starts to shift. And I think it's quite immediate too. And I've realized, and that was part of the process too, it's just realizing I am. Stacey, Lindsay, I am, you know, if we want to talk about my work, I am a storyteller. I am a real advocate for women. I am a, a truth seeker. I journalism, ever since I can remember journalism, true journalism has just always been my North Star. And then aside from work too, I'm Stacey, I'm a friend, I'm a, I'm a loyal partner, I'm a home chef you know, or want to be a home chef. Yeah. Uh, and just, just starting changing that narrative. hmm then that shifts mm. the energy. And I think that that's, that just changes how people respond to you too. And so, in Melissa, it's, I was just this past weekend too. I did a lot of, you know, a weekend where I was doing various sort of women's lunches and, and different things. And I used to get honestly really stressed out at those. I love the idea about them. I think they all have a great intention, but I used to get stressed out and I realized, and I, this past weekend, I didn't. And mm. I realized what's the shift. Cause it was how I was showing up to myself first Before I went there, I didn't Mm -hmm. put all these expectations on myself to go to this beautiful event and make sure I said the right thing and make sure people saw me in a certain way and knew that I had accomplished all these things. No, I just showed up as myself because your real energy shows through. And I I just enjoyed it so much more. But, and I felt that, and then you notice it too, as you start doing that, the people that come into your life and you and Sandy are two examples of that, as I was starting to go through this trans transformation and this, um, this huge shift, you came, you both came into my life at that time. And I feel, saw me, see me, saw me at the time and see me for me. And so then that there's a domino effect, but it just, it starts with yourself. It starts with the conversation you have with yourself in the morning, the conversation you have with yourself before you go to sleep. It's all between you and you. That's what I believe. Your doggy's name again, Maya. Her name Maya. Maya.
1: Yeah. So I love this. We, we did a quick pause in the show because there was a garbage truck outside FYI, in case you guys are listening and wondering what just happened. Um, this is real life and we're not going to edit it out. Cause why would we do that? Um, I love that you, you know, you get to choose how you want to show up every single day. And sometimes we, um, society wants to put us in a box and you know, when people, when you go and meet someone in a social setting, typically the first thing they ask you is what do you do? And we're so identified by that. And I've been t- like struggling with that question. I'm like, what do I do? How do you encompass that into like one title? I think when you become an entrepreneur and you're super creative, you do many things and you identify as many things. And yeah, like navigating through this transition of I've identified myself as this one thing. And now I get the permission to identify myself as anything I want. Like sometimes you can get stuck in like paralysis by analysis of who am I that, you know, the quintessential question of who am I? And if I am not uh, labeled or identified by the work that I do, who am I just by being who I am? So I love that you shared that. Okay. So now that you've transitioned, like now what, what are you most excited about?
0: Oh, I'm most, thank you for asking that. Doing, so thinking about the stories that I've done over the past few years and even, even actually over my whole journalism career, the stories that have just, again, when my head, Hit the pillow at night. I'm like, that was a good day. And it's when I get to interview people, when I get to interview people really honoring their truth and just, but I would say honoring women entrepreneurs particularly, but somebody who is just changing the energy around them, and it doesn't have to be, and and I'm excited to, but it doesn't have to be some huge powerhouse CEO. I'm talking, well, so when I was living in the Midwest in Missouri, and I would travel around my beat, which was crazy, was Southeast Kansas, (laughs) which is a huge area. So I would travel around Southeast Kansas doing these stories, these human interest stories, and some of the most profound stories were, were about men and women, but particularly women owning, running these tiny, tiny businesses that we probably won't really ever hear about here in LA, but really just badass women doing these awesome things that we can all learn about. So my point being is wanting to tell more stories about the women who maybe have made major shifts or pivots, who are running their their own entity, you know, their own business and we can just learn from their wisdom to just help amplify that a little bit. If I can, you know, the woman in South LA who's starting a pie company, the women in the middle of Southeast Kansas who's starting a homemade toy company, whatever it may be, that just gets me so excited. So really wanting to unpack that more and to Mm -hmm. start my own platform so I can tell those stories. I do love, I love the written word, but I also love mixed media. I miss video. So I'm going to be starting to do sort of merge video with, yes, with words together too Ooh. and audio and all that stuff, but telling those stories and then, an social impact has been really big for me too. That's been a topic that is, I think it's actually been profound for me my whole life, but I'm really just starting to unpack it the past few years. And my dear friend, and colleague, um, Eva Yazhari and I co-launched a magazine called the conscious investor. We, we launched it several months ago now, and it's all about impact investing, social impact, corporations, oh um, these amazing entrepreneurs really doing, creating these answers to some of the world's biggest problems. And I've learned so much because you know, Melissa, you and I have had conversations about money. It's changed my doing this work and doing this reporting and this, um, these interviews has changed my mindset around money it's changed mm-hmm. my mindset around what impact social impact means mm-hmm. you don't have to be a multi-millionaire to be an impact investor you don't have to be a multi-millionaire to, to start an enterprise that's doing you know making um I should say making profound social impact or environmental impact in the world you can do small mm-hmm. micro things that are actually creating huge shifts so yeah so yeah. <laughs>
1: If you guys could see us right now, we're both just smiling like ear to ear, because this is so exciting. And I remember when we had lunch the first time you had been talking about this, that was way back in January. So it's beautiful to see this happening. And I think what you're doing is needed. I feel like more and more women are coming out of the woodwork, sharing their message and their mission, but they, a lot of women are still hiding behind fear and imposter syndrome and the idea that it's already being done. So why should I do it? So more stories like this are what's Mm -hmm. needed to inspire other women that if she can do it, I can do it. And Oh my God, I'm not really that different than the person who's has the success that I want that I'm jealous of, right. To bring that back to what we were talking about. The only difference is she's been doing it a little bit longer or she's taken messy action or she's a few steps ahead or whatever, but we're all, we all have the same, fears and limiting beliefs and doubt and what have you and that's why it's so important to, to share these types of stories because they're not always the ones that get hurt they're not always the ones that right. attract media attention and there's a i mean we could go down a whole rabbit hole as to why so i love that this is the direction you're going in because i think it's going to give so many women permission to trust their intuition take the scary action, re-identify what their mission is and how they identify themselves in the world and actually follow the thing
0: that feels good to them. Absolutely. And it is purely selfish too. I just want to (laughs) glean as much info as I can from amazing women. And it is because it just, as you echoing what you said too, just seeing these stories and just knowing there is maybe, maybe the only difference really is that woman actually is is took that leap and is doing it and she Mm -hmm. had just as much fear just as much reservations just as much limited income anything that might Mm -hmm. be back she did Mm -hmm. um and it's not oh i did it you can but it's it's a real genuine like we all can do it Mm -hmm. and then also too i think a huge part of the conversation is realizing there is not Somebody I'm stealing this from somebody I interviewed recently, but she was she was talking in terms of the economy. But she says, you know, Stacey, there's not a pie of the economy. It's not that we all get a slice and there's only so much. Or in let's say, you, Melissa, you get a slice and that takes away from my slice. That is not the case. It is mm-hmm. really realizing no matter what it is that you want to do, there is endless, endless, endless space and endless, endless need. Even if is if you think what you want to do is almost identical to what somebody else is doing you're doing it with your own unique set of cells and dna and ideas and thoughts and, and mm-hmm. it's a contribution but there's just there's endless room for it and that's been a big a big thing for me that i've been scared of i thought wow stacy who are you to think you know there's so many other journalists out there incredible journalists out there you know, what, what, what do you think that you're, that you really have a contribution or that you really need to say something that, and I thought I got to get over that because it's actually kind of narcissistic to think <laughs> that in a sense it's, it's, I gotta, it's, we, we all have a, a truly have a contribution. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. I echo all of this and, um, again I was having we we just have parallel we live parallel lives right of course having a conversation like this the other day with a woman who was feeling like she really wanted to share her gifts and she was like everybody there's already people doing it why why would I do it and I started to think about just experiences in general in life where we have a good experience or a bad experience I'll just label it good and bad let's just use the healthcare industry for example you know, you could go to one doctor's office and you're receiving medical care, let's say it's a general practitioner, and really not connect with the person or the provider. There's an energetic misalignment. It just doesn't feel good. And then you go to another provider that's essentially providing the same service. And for whatever reason, because they're running their practice in a way that feels most in alignment to them, mm. your energy is an energetic match and you vibe yeah. with them and you feel completely different. Both people followed this, a similar curriculum in school. They both decided they wanted to be doctors. They both decided they wanted to practice general medicine, but one person has a completely different style, energy, vibration, message tactic than the other person. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get so like, we forget that our individuality is the thing that creates polarity. Either people are going to love you or they're not going to resonate with you. Mm -hmm. And we get stuck in this idea that if people don't resonate with my message, then I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not successful. And I say it's the exact opposite. You know, when you can shift your mindset from lack to abundance and fear to, you know, um, fulfillment is that you want people to not, resonate with your message. That's actually a really good thing because it lets you, it, first of all, it lets you know that you are staying in your own lane and creating space for the people that do align with you, right? Mm-hmm. You're taking kind of a, 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 you're picking a side, so to speak. And what it does for the person that really doesn't resonate with your message is it actually releases them from your energy So they can go and find the person whose message they do resonate with. And I think especially in journalism, broadcast journalism, mixed media, there's so many varieties. Like it's like there are multiple colors to choose from, which is a really good thing because people I feel are waking up to truth telling Mm -hmm. authenticity and people are being more and more driven by how they feel versus what they think. And right. if somebody's in your energy and they don't feel good, there that means that they're not for you. And that's a good thing. Like I yes. think sometimes we think it's a bad thing, but no, right. it's really good. It's a clear right. message of like, okay, I'm being redirected somewhere else. Yep. Like what you were saying with some of the stories you would cover. Like you would love some of them and you wouldn't love
0: others. So mm-hmm. you would just follow the ones you love. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Right. right. And echoing that, it that's so important that you're saying that. Thank you for saying all all of that. And Also, too, that is more reason why for the message we want to put out there, the endeavor that we want to do, whatever it is, to do it with complete heart and soul and Mm -hmm. to do it the way we want to do it and not feel like we have to make it malleable so it fits according to what everybody wants to. Own it. Go forward with it. Your Mm -hmm. voice, your style, whatever that might be, because it, is, it can, it's not, it's not going to resonate with everybody. And that's echoing exactly what you said. That's a good thing too, because in, right. and, and often, you know, that's, that's it opens up a whole nother conversation too, about taking criticism and taking, you know, when you put yourself out there more, you set yourself up for criticism mm-hmm. for good and bad stuff and just moving forward. If you move forward with integrity and actually really don't kind of give credence to either one in a sense, in a healthy way, and just keep mm-hmm. moving forward that ultimately is the best contribution. And I think, and if that, and that's ultimately what leads you to, I think, fulfillment and success mm-hmm. and to really impacting the people that you're meant to impact. Um, because if you're just playing it safe, if you're just playing it pretty And this is something again, I've struggled with and I'm getting better at, I'm working at it. I'll probably work at it every day to really being me. And yes. being me in my work, being me in, in my personal life everywhere and not feeling like I have to be the perfect person for everybody because it's mm-hmm. a lose-lose if you do that for everyone involved. And
1: we end up fonda. staying in, the, in a box that feels yeah. really restrictive oh, because you're so not living and not fun. No one wants to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be there. No, get out of the yeah. box. Boxes are no fun. Only if you're a kid and it's like a refrigerator box and you're like know. in a spaceship, right? Then it's fun. Totally. Other than that, get out of the box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what is, what is the the next step for you? Like, what is, what is a project that you're working on or something that you're, you know, you're really excited about right now? Yeah, so Can we
0: next share. Step, I'm going to be doing some traveling. I'm going to be working on the conscious investor um, and I'm going to be building my platform, I'm taking, I'm, t- I'm opening myself up to ideas and inspiration and, uh, names, all of that. But I, by the spring, I'm going to be launching my, my video stories about, yeah. about women entrepreneurs. So that's, and where that's will you be really launching that? Online. Yeah. I'm gonna, on my YouTube channel, which I'm going to be starting my YouTube channel, Stacey Lindsay, and then, okay. um, on my site as well. I love this. So
1: if listeners want to connect with you and, you know, stay up to date on everything that you're sharing,
0: what's the best way for them to do that? Definitely over Instagram. I'm going to be better about Instagram too. It's actually quite fun. It's I another thing that I've been exploring more. And this, again, this is, echoes so many things that we've been talking about. It's symptomatic of a lot of things, but I was very averse to social media for so long. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why, Stacey? Because I thought I had to do it a certain way to appease everybody else. And mm-hmm. like, oh, I just kind of can't do it this way or it's not me. That's fine. Social mm-hmm. media is whatever you want it to be. And I'm embracing that more and actually doing what feels right. I'm not doing what doesn't feel right, but yeah. I'm going to be on there a little bit. Instagram, <laughs> on Instagram. I love Instagram. It's Good. And, and it's great too, because I've made such awesome connections over Instagram. And if you mm-hmm. would have asked me that a year ago, I would have been, oh gosh, you know, I don't, I've never met anybody on Instagram and now it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So I welcome either my website, stacyandlindsay.com or my Instagram, stacylindsay. and
1: however. And what's your YouTube? I, I, we'll okay. link it on the show
0: notes, but yeah. And YouTube as well? Yes. Yes. Thank we'll link you. everything. That's and amazing. Ideas and if you know of any, can anybody who's, any woman that needs a little bit of boost too, that's what I mm-hmm. absolutely love to do. If I can help, if somebody wants their story told, because I really feel like we all want our stories tell, told, uh, might not be, somebody might not readily admit that, but I really think that telling people stories, but also having, you know, somebody listen to you, interviewing mm-hmm. is my favorite, favorite part of my mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. It gives you, you know, you feel seen, you feel heard. So I'm welcoming all ideas If somebody knows of a woman that needs a little boost, that's starting something or stuck, or she wants her story told. I'm always mm-hmm. all ears and heart.
1: Well, we have a lot of women in our community that are going to be reaching out to you. I hope you're ready for that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. And, and you know what, like, I love that you shared the thing about social media about there being rules around it. Again, I think I feel like we're seeing a pendulum swing, right? In the beginning, Facebook and Instagram was like sharing pictures of your dog and like what you're eating for lunch, and then we saw the pendulum swing to utilizing the platform from a business perspective and seeing these beautifully curated feeds with lots of filters and professional photography. Mm-hmm. And that resonated with a lot of people for a long time because it was playing into the idea of perfectionism. And look at me, I have this perfect life and I can teach you how to have it too. And then we're starting to see it swing back the other way where these perfectly curated feats don't feel authentic because it's like, who can be that perfect and that beautiful and that done up and have a professional photographer following them around all the time? It's a very small percentage and people want to see the real side. They want to see the behind the scenes. They want to be... They want to look in and see like, what are you redoing in your home? And what are you cooking for dinner? They want to see the human side of what you do on a day-to-day basis because it creates relatability. It helps people to feel like, you know, they might perceive you from a business perspective as really far ahead, but when they get to see the behind the scenes of your life and you can be honest and transparent and not so curated, Mm -hmm. they actually feel like they're closer to you then like in terms of like success wise, like success for them isn't that far away because you're you you're having that success and you're still a real person. You struggle with the same things. You know, it's like in people is I don't know what magazine it is. I don't know if it's People magazine or whatever, but they would have pictures of celebrities being like, you know, um Stacey Lindsay goes grocery shopping on a Wednesday too. Just like you, they would have these sections in these like, you know, pop magazines where they would take pictures of celebrities doing, Mm -hmm. I'm using air quotes, real life things. Right. People lean into that. So I feel like when you can, again, operate from a place of true alignment around your content and how you show up in your business and allow it to feel good, that is probably the number one sales tactic that's going to help you get oh, your message out there is authenticity.
0: Right. Do what I feels so, good. I so agree.
1: Do what feels good.
0: I know. There's the million dollar qu- the answer right there. How do I be successful? Do what feels good. Do what feels good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Cause gosh, and we need that. We are craving that collectively as I, mm-hmm. I think humans in general are really, really, really craving that. We need yeah. it. Authenticity. It's everything.
1: 100%. Okay. So, The last question I ask everybody, and I want to, I really, I really hope that you can like lean into this and give yourself as much permission to talk as long as you want and share as much as you need to. What are you celebrating right now?
0: I'm celebrating really seeing myself. It's not the perception of me, not um, what I think looks good on paper, not what I think I should be, but really, really genuinely celebrating myself and waking up in the morning. And I'm so grateful for so many things in my life, but I'm really, really grateful for for myself. And I'm really grateful for my physical health too. And that is one thing, Melissa, as I've been going on this journey of change, I've realized how this, whatever we believe in this physical existence that we have here is finite in some form. I believe our souls carry on all of that is so beautiful and so uplifting and encouraging to know, but the physical host that we have in this life is it's finite, you know, it will eventually perish and it's everything it, it, it our body, our bones, our tissues is what helps us deliver our message and our endeavors and, and holds yes. our spirit and our, and our emotions. And I've really noticed, I've seen the physical toll stress has taken on me over the past year. And I've been working with this really amazing coach. And she has just said, your health is number one. I've heard it so many times. I'm like, I know, I know. I take good care of myself. And I do. I work out. I eat well. I take care of myself. No, I have not been taking care of myself. And I really, really am starting to do that. And noticing how it makes my mind clearer, noticing how I can show up for myself more just by putting my physical health health first. And really being honest about that too you know i'm starting to talk about it that i've had i've been struggling with a really severe eating disorder and for probably six or seven years now and it's really it's it's interesting because i didn't develop this eating disorder when i was sort of the kind of what you when you would think one would start to development in my teen years or early 20s i actually developed it in my early 30s and it it was just something that I just lived with that kind of kept me company, you know. It had, and I tried everything—all these sort of um, Western, Western medicine ideas of how how to sort of eradicate this from my life—and nothing worked. Until I recently started seeing an Ayurvedic practitioner, and this Ayurvedic practitioner has is helping me. It's, Mm. it's a journey. It's still something that I don't want to say struggling with, but it's still something that I, it is in my life. I don't know if it's going to be in my life forever, but this practitioner has just been so generous and just told me, you know, maybe, maybe doesn't have to be in your life as much. Just hearing that was such a gift, Mm. but that part of really taking care of myself and realizing, wow, I can't really be putting this, eating disorder, which was keeping me company, which was kind of, it was a control thing. It is a control thing. It was always sort of a constant in my life, really putting that aside and realizing there's so many other things to put my energy toward. And one of those things is seeing myself and it's mm-hmm. taking care of my body. Then it's been, cause that's everything. Mm-hmm. And then from that, there's, you know, residual mm-hmm. positive residual effects from that too. As I already mentioned, you have more mental clarity, you physically feel, feel better. You're there for your partner. You're there for your friends. You're there for your work. So it's yeah. Putting, putting, really seeing myself and putting my health first has been everything.
1: That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I just want to acknowledge you because I know that probably wasn't easy. So thank you. And you're right. Your, your number one priority is your energy and it's the place that we create from. And I'm, I'm really excited to see, what you're going to create now that you have this awareness and you've given yourself this permission to um, take yourself out of the box, literally and figuratively and express your creative energy in a whole new way. It's so beautiful. And I
0: just, thank you so much for, for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you for your amazing questions. And for everything you are doing, you are a truly a diamond. (laughs) An ethical diamond, not <laughs> ethically sourced. <laughs> An ethically sourced diamond. But you, you, you are. You are. You are. And you're, you're sparkling and it's, it's ricocheting off. It's just your gleam is just lighting up the world. So thank you for what you're doing. Mm. And I'm so excited to see you and Sandy and all the amazing women this May. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. And I fully received
1: that. And you guys, if you are uh, like obsessed with this conversation, as much as I know we are right now, please make sure you screenshot it, share it on Instagram, tag Stacy and I, and let us know what was your biggest takeaway so that we can celebrate you. And Stacy, thank you so much for giving so generously of your time and having this conversation. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you.
0: I'm grateful for you, Melissa. Thank you so much.
1: All right, guys, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous
0: life.